0: What is going on, tribe? It's your man, Clef, and this is episode 37 of the Social African Show. You already know, it's the Social African Show, where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of African origin. And today, (laughs) we've got none other than my sister, Cynthia Oike, is in the building, tribe. What's going on, Cynthia?
1: I'm good, I'm good. How are you?
0: I am very well. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to chop it up?
1: Yes, let's do this.
0: Aha, let's go. Now, for those who don't know, Cynthia Oike is also known as Sinti. She's a Dutch-Nigerian lifestyle and fitness blogger based in the UK. Sinti is the face behind the A Cup of Sinti blog, where she creates content about love, life. Motivation and fitness, and she does it all with a sprinkle of banter. (laughs) Cynthia, I really like that. So I'm going to call you Cynthia, as in C Y N, capital T, E A. Some
1: people tend to forget the capital T. you got to get it right. You made me feel like a proper somebody with that (laughs) intro. (laughs) (laughs) I've
0: given the tribe a little bit about you, my sister. Take it away. Let's talk about your heritage and a bit about your personal life as well.
1: So I'm Cynthia. That's my real name. My mum calls me Sinti. So that's where that came from. I was born and raised in Holland, lived there for 15 years. I came to the UK in 2007 and I've been living here ever since. So I think it's coming up to 12 years now. So that's why I'm a Dutch Nigerian who lives in the UK. So I speak a bit, not not speak a bit of Dutch, but I'm fluent in Dutch. I've always known how to speak English anyways, because as a Nigerian, you must speak English at home. So yeah. <laughs> that was never a problem anyways. That was never a problem. But yeah, that's how, you know, that's how I ended up in this country, really. You know, my mum changed jobs and stuff. So yeah, we had to come here.
0: That's interesting. Now, you obviously talked about your family and being born in Holland. Now, was it mom, dad, brother, sisters? How, how big is your family?
1: So mom, dad... An older brother and a younger sister. So there's the three of us. I'm the second born.
0: Nice. So you moved to the UK. So let's talk about being born as a Nigerian in Holland. How was that for you? So you went to school as normal and grew up. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I went to school in a small village and there weren't that many black people. There was no Nigerians, barely any Ghanaians. And I was like the only Nigerian girl <laughs> in the classroom. If you even look at the pic, because I, st- I still got a picture of the class, it was just like literally a spot the dot situation. Like There weren't that many black people at all. So I think it was in 2000. Yeah, in the year 2000, I moved to a bigger city in the Netherlands. And that's where I felt like, oh, okay, so there are black people in this world. And um, yeah, yeah, that's how I literally, you know, started to be more familiar with the culture because in the small village, there weren't that many black people. So I couldn't really get too familiar with, you know, the culture. Of course, I'll go home and speak English and, you know, watch a few Nollywood movies. Them times they didn't call it Nollywood, but, you know, (laughs) I watched some I of those I think them times it was just Nigerian films. Yeah, it was just Nigerian films. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as it went. Uh, yeah, yeah. And church, like if you're lucky. But yeah, it's when I moved to the bigger city, that's when I got more familiar with, you know, the African side of things. And, you know, when you go to hall parties, you meet people, you make friends. And yeah. Interesting. That's, you know, that's how I actually grew up and stuff.
0: All right. That's, that's awesome. So both your parents are Nigerians?
1: Yes, both of them. But they're from... um. They're from Edo State, but within Edo State, they're from two different sides in Edo State. So in my house, we actually speak, all together, we speak five languages. I can only speak two. Mm. So we speak Dutch English, a language called Isha, a language called Ora, and Yoruba. Because my mum speaks Yoruba as well because she grew up in Lagos. that's
0: Awesome. <laughs> I grew up in Lagos too, so I speak a bit of Yoruba. but that's, that's interesting. Oh, oh, okay. I don't understand
1: the word. I can only see it, say a few things, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> uh, that's
0: crazy. So 2007, you moved to the UK. Talk to us about that. What, what prompted the move? You said your mom changed jobs and how did that go?
1: Yeah. So basically my mom, she applied for a job in the UK and surprisingly, she got it. So she sat us down and she was like, oh, you know what? It might be a better thing for us to move to the UK. Considering she speaks English, it's much easier to work with people here. Because, you know, when you're older, it's very hard to pick up a language. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine in Nigeria, you've, you've been speaking English all your life. You come to Holland now. You don't understand the word. And as when you're older than like, I think maybe 25 or maybe even younger than that, it's very hard to pick up a new language. So it just wasn't working for her. So I felt felt like she just said like, let's just do this as a family because it will be good for all of us. It will benefit us in the long run in terms of education for you as well. Wait. the 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 um english education is recognized everywhere in the world so it'll be good for you to you know get your degree here and everything else i, I was very upset i'm not gonna lie i was so upset <laughs> i cried for like two weeks <laughs> how, old, how old
0: are you when you moved
1: 15 yeah 15. Oh, wow. oh. So, i was so upset because literally you know when you're 15 you've made your friends like you've established everything in terms of okay this is what i'm gonna do like in terms of education i was doing quite well there as well so i didn't want to leave i was so used to the dutch way of doing things but when i look back i felt like the move was for was was for the best like we had to move So uh, (laughs) that's awesome. So
0: moving to the UK and obviously starting life at 15 and and just cracking on from there to where you are now. We're definitely going to dive into into that story, but let's go into your personal life a little bit more. So I follow you on social media and I see you're obviously proud of, you know, your body. You've got the body movement going and it's like a movement with like women just now. We're definitely going to dive into that as well. But you describe yourself as a tall girl. um, Yeah. 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 I
1: wanted
0: to dive into that now. You're six foot tall.
1: Yeah, six foot.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. I've been
1: tall all my life. <laughs> I was going to say, you know,
0: has it been sort of a lifelong thing? Because you, you talk about it and you, I think you did a blog or a video on YouTube about it that, you know, would we'll link up and get everyone to check out. Um, So let's talk about that and then link it to the whole body movement that you've got going on now. So a tall girl, you're six foot. I'm like 60. So you're proper tall. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, talk to us about that, being tall from like childhood and then to where you are now embracing
1: it all. So... Being tall hasn't always been easy. Like, especially when you're younger, it's like you're always the tallest. And when you start to become like a teenager, you know, that's when, you know, puberty hits you and you're thinking, okay, yeah, I'm into guys, you know. And then I don't know if it's just me, but most girls, I think most girls, they're like into guys that are taller than them. And for me, (laughs) it was very hard to find someone who was taller than me when I was 13. I see. So it was it was a struggle when it came to dating at that time. I just felt like nobody really wanted me because I was always tall, and I just felt like I always stood out. So there was times where I would wear heels, and I'll take them off, and I'll just be like, "Cause I'm too tall. The heels would make that outfit, but I just felt like, nah, I shouldn't be wearing this because I'm just overly tall. People are just probably looking at me, and people were looking at me. But as I got older, I just said to myself. It is what it is. What can I really do? I can't do surgery and get rid of these legs. I don't even want to do that. And people start to actually compliment me. In one of my blogs, I also mentioned that I went to an event one time and then I took off my heels. And one of my friends, he said to me, why did you take off your heels? And I said, oh, I'm just too tall. There's no need. And he said, he actually told me to go back to the cloakroom to wear my heels. Oh, wow. He said, go and wear your heels. You, you look nice with them. And then that same night, another guy said to me like, no, no, no. Wear your heels because he he noticed when I walked in I was wearing heels. Then I said I put them away. Then he said no, you shouldn't put them away. Any any guy that you know makes fun of you because you're tall or because you're not wearing heels or whatever, he he is a man enough and he's intimidated by your height. and That's not somebody you want to be messing with anyway. So they were really making me comfortable, and I really like it. It helped, you know, it helped me be more comfortable with my height, and then. Ever since that time, I started to really, really like look at myself. And I said to myself, you know what? Yeah, being tall is not right. that bad. It's actually, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's actually all right. So, so now I love it. There's nothing I can do about it and there's nothing I want to do about it because I love the way I look and same way, to be honest, the opposite is happening now. So. I never used to get attention when I was younger because of my height, but now I'm getting all the attention. So awesome. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit yeah, crazy yeah, 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 yeah. from tall and short guys. But yeah, like I love myself for you know how I look like, and I always, I always spread that information—not information, but I spread that you know that the vibe um, becomes across in it? everything you do. Yeah, yeah, I, I just spread that to all the other tall ladies out there because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person who has fought this way and thought that i don't look good enough but you look good enough sisters all my tall sisters out there love yourself for who you are love yourself for how you look you're amazing you're beautiful whether you're tall short or whatever so yeah
0: hundred percent and that's deep that's exactly where i wanted to go with that Cynthia. so thank you for taking us there that's awesome because like (laughs) you said there'd be people listening thinking to themselves oh my body is this and it's just because of the picture the media paints right all of that you know exactly but there is a movement i see it and all the sisters doing it let's salute you all just keep doing it because there is a movement now i think it's going to actually come to the forefront where sisters are embracing their bodies and just doing their things and i think you're you know, doing your thing in that you know space. So, for what you do, I salute you, my sister.
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank also, you.
0: Let's dive into the business side of things. A okay. cup of Cinti, as in C
1: Y A capital T
0: E A. Yes, <laughs> the blog. Let's talk about it a little bit, Cinti. Tell us more.
1: So, um this blog is is my baby, literally. This is how I started. You know, becoming. A creative this is where it all started for me and it started in April last year 2017 mm-hmm. but before that I, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to do blogging like I I had an idea it finally came up and I thought you know what yeah let me just see what I can do with it and so far it's been good so I've been using a blog as therapy for me so at first it was like more like friendship and mindset related blogs, but then after that it went into more relationship blogs and like I've had like quite a few people that actually really engage with a the blog, they read it, sometimes they challenge me, sometimes they you know they agree with what I'm saying, and sometimes they actually feel encouraged with whatever situation they're going through at that time, so it's basically therapy for me in terms of whatever I'm feeling at that time in terms of, let's say if I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. I'll write based on what I'm going through or I'll write based on what I went through in the past or whatever. Some, no one will ever know the exact timeline. So I might write something that happened three years ago, but, I'll, but I'm will but i not going to say it happened three years ago just in case people that know me were like, oh, okay, so that's what someone did to you. So I basically I kind of like, you know, just set a set a tone and just say this is what happened at such and such time. And I always like leave like how do you say it? I always leave like something for people to think about. I always leave a message in the blog. So something that people can take away. And I'm not here trying to make anybody feel like, oh, if somebody treats you this way, you have to leave them. I'll ask you questions within the blog so you can ask yourself am I in, am I in the right situation? Or, you know, sometimes it's not even about breakup. Sometimes it's about actually being in love and, you know, what it is to be in love. It's not always the negative side of a relationship. Sometimes it's actually the positive side of um relationship. So, yeah, because even when, when it comes to the positive side of things in a relationship, sometimes people still have negative things to say about it in terms of like, I'm sure, you know, the whole you know, flaunting your loved ones on your social media. That in itself is a topic of its own. Like some people like to, you know, post their girlfriends or boyfriends all the time, so people don't. And it comes a bit with like, oh, you're doing too much for the gram. And sometimes it's like, no, you should be doing that for the gram because who else should you really be posting on your feed? So, yeah, like I just talk about different things, but it's predominantly relationships but recently I started a YouTube channel because I've been going to the gym for quite a while to be honest I started my fitness journey 2013 so I started going to the gym I think two years after I think it was maybe 2014 or 2015 and the fitness journey has been you know up and down sometimes I'm very consistent then I'm not but recently I've been very consistent and I'm I did that by starting a a fitness journey on YouTube. So people actually hold me accountable Mm. and making sure that I don't fall off. The whole putting yourself out there really, really helps. Because I feel like once you put something out in the universe, it can really happen. Things happen, yes. So yeah, so... I, I blog as well as vlog.
0: Nice. So you're doing quite a bit. You're doing the blog, you're doing the vlog, you're writing, you're creating video content. <laughs> what would you then say is your area of expertise? If we look at your experience moving to the UK, picking up whatever you've picked up in your sort of career and now to, you know, writing the blog and doing the vlog, what would you hold on to as your area of expertise?
1: I feel like area of expertise would probably be writing because mm. once I've got an idea in my head, Once I've got a pen in my hand or once I've got my phone in my hand, it's a wrap. I just get on with it. And even though it's a rough draft, I know when it comes down to editing, I'll make sure that the blog makes sense from from the beginning to the end. So I think writing would be my expertise.
0: Uh, Steve, that's crazy. And how long have you been doing the blog um, for just now?
1: I started, I officially launched it in April, 2017. So it's been I think a year and a half now I've been doing it. So I used to release a blog every week. At some point I was releasing three blogs a week. Got you. Then it reduced to two and now it's like one or sometimes it's two blogs in a month because I do visual content as well because it's, it's a lot to do a blog and do YouTube and have a nine to five Yeah. So and go to the gym four times a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot, but... But I'm enjoying every minute of it because I know that if I keep going, I'll definitely be able to make this a full-time thing.
0: You talked about a nine-to-five. So what do you do for work?
1: Okay, so I work as a Dutch credit controller. Some people get confused when I say credit controller, but if if you work in finance, you probably know what that means. So that's basically someone who... Basically annoys you until you pay the invoice. So I will keep on calling you. I will keep on emailing you until you pay the invoice. So um, I deal with the Dutch customers because I speak Dutch. So okay. Yeah.
0: So and that's obviously something you're doing to be able to fund your dream until you're able to monetize exactly. it. That's that's exactly. interesting. I, I The reason why I dived into that is there are a lot of people out there who are doing the same thing. A side hustle. I think the percentage in America is like fifty-three percent. I'm going to have to look at the wow. UK start people have got side hustles and i mean you're not alone is the thing if you're listening just thinking Ooh, uh-huh. i've got a side hustle you know it's it's just do it keep putting out that value until you're able to take it one step further but always having your head like you said you know always think is this thing you know where are we going with this i want this thing to pay my bills and obviously exactly. the opportunities will come that's crazy now entrepreneurship is <laughs> a very very good segue into the next question entrepreneurship you know how it is it's, it's up and down some days you want to write. And create some days you don't Mm -hmm. so for yourself mean so far in the journey what would you say is or has been your lowest entrepreneurial moment
1: my lowest entrepreneurial moment was when i didn't know what i wanted to do in life Mm. so this was even before the blogging thing so before blogging i i'm sure you've heard of you know when people invest in property so i wanted to be a property investor And the only reason I wanted to be a property investor is because my friends were interested in that. So it's like it wasn't even an idea of my own. I was just literally jumping on the bandwagon because I thought that that was the quickest way to get money. And I didn't enjoy any minute of it. I didn't enjoy it. I had no passion for it. I just felt like, where's the money? At some point, I just felt like, no, this needs to stop. I do appreciate that I went through this because it, it's made me go into the, the direction that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I just, I just, it was just low for me because I felt like I was stuck doing something I didn't want to do. And then one day, I woke up and then I thought about Cynthia. Why don't you just blog? Mm. And then I asked my friend at the time. I said to, her, I get, I pitched something to her, and she said, "Oh, that's actually a good idea." Right. Hey. And then I went back and I, you know, did a little bit of research and thought, how can I put this together so I can actually put my name on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought I need to think about a name, something that's catchy, something that rings a good, you know, rings very well, flows off your tongue correctly. So I thought, okay, I saw something, I was on YouTube and I saw something about black coffee. I was thinking, oh, coffee. Mm. Nah, coffee doesn't right, sound right. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, Cynthia. I said, Oh, actually, yeah, Cynthia, tea, you know, drink a cup of tea, a cup of Cynthia. Because, you know, when people say, when people refer to um, liking something in this country, they say, Oh, that's not my cup of tea. So I thought, Oh, let me be their cup of tea. So a cup of Cynthia. Very good. Yeah. So that's how that came from. And then I got the name. Then I thought, Okay, let me blog about this. My first blog was terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. But you have to start from somewhere. And then, I had written like I think ten blogs and then I got someone to uh, to um build my website and I said, okay, it's time to put these things out. I literally just had a random light bulb moment where I thought like, you know what, yeah.
0: Boom, do it.
1: I think I think I, I I think I give good advice and my friend said, Yeah, you do. So I thought, let me put let me use this as therapy and help other people whilst I'm at it. And that's how Kapacinti was born.
0: Wow. That's deep. Cause that was <laughs> going to be my follow up question and you're telling stories. So you've told us the little point and how you thought, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to go roll my idea. You put in the work though. You know, you put in the work, you know, you had like 10 posts you said before you even built the website. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's work into writing. But one thing I wanted to take away from that, the value I wanted to take away from that is start from somewhere. You mentioned your very first mm-hmm. blog being rubbish. It's the same with the very first episode of the podcast. If you listen to episode 000, I did an About Me episode. It was crazy. <laughs> obviously, it's not, it it, it gets better. And that's the, the point of trying does. to make start from there and then grow as you go along. Yeah. Thanks for taking us there. Now, um, let's talk about a high. In the journey so far, what would you say uh, has been your uh, highest entrepreneurial moment, or like a high moment in life? Just now,
1: there was a time I posted a blog, and I had so many hits in one day. Oh wow! And I couldn't believe it. I was thinking, "Wow!" Like people actually really do care about this story because the blog was. So I'm too tall to be a bridesmaid. I felt like, oh yeah, it 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 didn't feel right. I know it was said as a joke, but still, like it it hit me because. From a young age, people have made fun of my height, saying you're tall, you're lanky, daddy long legs and all stuff like that. So I felt like this whole bridesmaid thing, I'm, I was thinking I'm still dealing with this in this day and age. I was thinking, When is this going to stop? So that blog had many hits and I was thinking, okay, this is great. So I felt like, okay, I need to keep doing this. I need to keep telling people, actually, I need to let people in. You know what, sometimes people, they don't want to let people in but these days, when, when you have a brand, people want to know who the brand is. People want to see the face behind the brand right. and understand the person behind the brand. So I had to you know, speak more directly about a situation that was related to me. And I felt like that way, I actually got people to gravitate towards me. So I was very happy with that
0: that's awesome (laughs) and you just thought to yourself yes all the hard work is paying off (laughs) the thing is i think people connect with authentic stories and yours is a real life story that you're telling in your own way um obviously adding the stuff making it a bit comfortable but it's a very deep deep topic
1: yeah and the thing is just the satisfaction of seeing people engaging with my blog is enough
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's not
1: even right now i'm just like I'm doing this as therapy and I want to touch someone out there and encourage them with whatever they're going through, whatever the topic I'm discussing at that time. And I felt like I did that because there were tall people out there Mm -hmm. that may have not been told that they're too tall to be bridesmaids, but they've been told that they're too tall to be something. So I'm sure they could relate to that.
0: That's deep. That's deep. Because like I said, it, it's really, it's a deep, deep thing. People struggle with it, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it sometimes it's not tall. Sometimes it's not short. Sometimes it's something that people don't even see and you just have this confidence thing. If you're putting out all that content that you are, like I said, telling the story in your own way and helping people be more confident in their bodies, then my sister I salute you again. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So the the blog got hit and you thought, yes, hard work's paying off. That's your best moment so far. And many more to come, hopefully, with the journey. Yes, like, I said, I see by what God's do. grace. <laughs> yes, amen. Yes. <laughs> amen. amen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: crazy. I'll ask um, you what you have going on just now that you're working on that's got you buzzing right now.
1: Yeah, I launched a project with my friend. Called Lola visuals by Lolly Combs. Right. Um, she's quite. She's getting very um like big now on social media. Um, she's a wonderful photographer. So, I think
0: I've seen her stuff.
1: Yeah, she's really good. So we launched a project called the PIMQ project, and PIMQ stands for Perfectly Imperfect Melanin Queen. So oh it's no. all about a black. Woman, <laughs> I like, like. it. <laughs> so it's all about a black woman loving herself, regardless of her complexion the shape of our body and her height. Cause I'm um, because it was literally based on me. So it's not just it's n- it's not meant just for me, it's for anybody else. But I added a height because it was the height is really dear to me. So yeah, I've um we did we went to Margate one day, we took a lot of pictures in different outfits. Right. And we wanted to basically send a message out to people who are not comfortable in their skin, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you look in the mirror, you're thinking, oh, I wish my nose was like this. I wish my eye was, you know, less wonky or whatever you want to call it, or my eyebrow more straight or more fleeky. And yeah, I just, I, I went through that stage in life and I said to myself, no, going back to what I said at the beginning, you have to accept yourself for who you are and the way you look, you know? And just with, I think that always comes with age. Like as you get older, you start to realize that, nah, you know what? Yeah, I look good. I'm great. I'm amazing. Straight up. So that's what the project is all about. And so far we've had like very good, like, like the reception has v- been very good. Like people are loving it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people supporting it. A lot of people, you know, um, commenting and reposting it. So I'm very happy with that. Oh, that's great. So it's just basically spreading awareness and, and um, you know, encouraging people to love themselves.
0: Deep, 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 deep. Again, that's that's that super deep. That that is what I was trying to touch on. I was like, this is what you're doing. It's crazy. P I M Q perfectly imperfect melanin queen. Did I get that right? Yes,
1: that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is awesome. P hashtag P-I-M-Q. So you're basically doing a visual story yes. of um embracing your body and the goal is for people to love their bodies as they they, they are. Yes,
1: it's literally to just encourage people because in this day and age, especially on social media, social media is pushing a different agenda. Yes, It's just showing people that this is how you're supposed to look like, but you're not supposed to look like anything you're supposed to look like how you look like yes. it will be on Instagram at a cup of Cinti on Instagram that's where you can find all the PIMQ stuff at the moment okay it will be on my website as well but but mm-hmm. now it's on Instagram so yeah
0: on Instagram what I'll do is I'll link it up and get the tribe to check it out and what we'll do is at the end as well we'll collect all of your social media handles okay. and your website so we'll just link it up and get everyone to dive into it because like I said it's super deep and for that I salute you my sister <laughs> keep it going yeah Right, so Cynthia, just now, it's time to take you straight into the lion's den. Are you ready, my sister?
1: Uh, do I have a choice?
0: <laughs> Let's enter. <laughs> Let's <enter>. go. <laughs> it's <Let's kill. laughs> just um quick fire questions, right? So they'll yeah, throw them at you as you come back. We'll put the lions to bed. The very first one: What is the best African saying you've ever heard?
1: There is one proper African proverb that. You know i I always like think of and it's I think it goes something like this because there's def- different ways of saying it. It's like the wise man listens, the fool talks, so it's like sometimes someone will say something to you and you might not like what they have to say, and you won't actually because of that you won't listen and you' will just respond back anyhow, but if you had just listened you might have known how to respond back and just taking in whatever they said, whether it's, you know, correct or incorrect, and just kept the conversation moving and just open and close the conversation there.
0: No. Nice. So basically listen more and talk less. Don't be foolish.
1: <laughs> listen. Exactly. Be the wise man and listen. That's listen. Crazy. And
0: you put it in a context where, you know, it's it's basically wanting to Talk back before talking back. Why don't you listen? Take it in, understand where the person is coming from. Listen more, talk less. That's deep. Now, we touched on this one earlier. You know, when you talked about jumping on the bandwagon and, you know, not wanting to do it anymore, you thought to yourself, I'm going to stop and do my thing with the blogging and and putting out content. Now, before you built the Cup of SimT brand, what was holding you back?
1: You know what? It was basically being. I was being lazy, I wouldn't say with the blog itself, but when it come to came to the YouTube, I was being lazy when it came to editing. I was scared that the editing would be too much for me, so I postponed it for a whole year. I was meant to start YouTube last year, so it was laziness. As for the blog, uh, it was the fear of um, you know, people not understanding and people judging the stories I tell in the blog. So I had to overcome my fear I actually have a tattoo that says If the fear is bigger than the desire Nothing happens And it's self-explanatory But for the people that don't get it It's more like Just get on with it Because if you don't get on with it If you let fear take over You will not progress You will just remain stagnant So I had to literally just say to myself Cynthia People are going to judge it Regardless You can't control that So just do what you love And now I'm here
0: Deep. Deep. <laughs> I can't ask that question thanks for taking us there that's that's so deep um social media so you do your thing across social your content machine i see what you do on instagram you've got your um youtube now uh, so across social you you do a lot talk talk us through your social media routine
1: my social media what i use the most is instagram i just like the whole idea of posting pictures with a caption if you like right or posting videos with a caption mm-hmm. um i feel like a picture tells many stories like someone can just look at someone's hat and say oh the hat is you know leaning 30 degrees so that means this is that and the other Some people can look at someone's <laughs> face and and says she looks sad and then when you read a caption you will understand why she's looking that way so i feel like the picture and the caption goes hand in hand and it tells a nice story. Hence why I felt like it was good to launch the PIMQ project on On Instagram Instagram. as well. So Instagram is my main platform that I use. I do use Twitter occasionally, but if you're trying to find me, definitely Instagram. Instagram.
0: Would you say Instagram is your favorite
1: platform? Yes, it's favorite because it's so easy to use really. Like, I mean, all that I want, I'm sure they're very easy to use too, but I feel like with Instagram, you can reach more people like my target audience is there. So I feel like that's where it's at for me.
0: Very quickly about your Instagram. So you do some one minute videos that are really sort of punchy and catchy and and you know, witty funny. Um, <laughs> do you do those about your blogs or what are those videos about? Very quickly.
1: Okay. So um, the videos are for my YouTube channel, right. which is a cup of Sinti as well. And it's predominantly about my fitness journey, mm-hmm. but I do have like the odd weeks in between where I just talk about random stuff I've gone through. So one of them was when someone who jumped in KFC and I was just not in the mood for that. Who are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a time when, you know, someone like thought that that my wings were to share when they had the opportunity to order their own food. So it's, mo- it's mostly about food I think because food is literally for me so hey, yeah I'm very I'm very very touchy when it comes to food right. but it's, it's also going to be other stuff but I try to like you know tell stories and put a spin on it and like you know add some banter to it because I do want to like put a smile on someone's face because you never know who's watching it someone might be having a rubbish day and you know just watching my video might just you know put a smile on their face so I just felt feel like whether i'm putting this fitness journey out for me i want to inspire someone whilst i'm you know losing weight or burning fat and i want to put a smile on their face
0: oh, Steve, i, I, I think it. you're doing that i think you're doing that for that absolutely just a uh, long way continue to keep doing that because um what i wanted to touch on there was basically using the one minute videos to call to action for people to check out the full length thing on your youtube basically so you're using one platform yes. to grow another that is um <laughs> yes that's a hack you if have to listening. promote yourself exactly <laughs> i was gonna say if you're listening out there i was i was highlighting it so anyone that's listening will know okay let me even try it out myself because it clearly works. Yeah. You got a very engaged audience thanks for taking us there cinti right daily routines cinti let's talk daily routines for me it's meditation 10 to 15 every morning i kind of sort of zone out and get ready for the day for yourself have you got a daily routine that contributes to your success
1: I, when I wake up, I pray. Mm. And when I go to bed, I pray again. Mm. And I feel like when I don't pray, like, sorry, I have to take it to church. No, no, cool. just to <laughs> <it to laughs> Let's church. go. Let's <laughs> go Like, I feel like when I don't pray, I, I don't feel like I started the day right. And it doesn't even have to be a lengthy, it doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer. It doesn't have to be a fire revival for 10 hours. It could just be like literally two minutes or sometimes even 30 seconds. Sometimes just wake up and just say, thank God. Thank you, God, for being here. Right. Thank God it's morning because not many people get to see morning, you know? So so I just pray and I thank God for everything. And then just say, you know, guide me as I leave the house. And, you know, probably as a form of meditation. So, yeah, that's mm. how I do it.
0: Yes, yes. Let's books. Let's talk about books just now, Cynthia. Do you read a lot of books?
1: I wouldn't say I read a lot of books, but there is one book that I really, really liked. And it's how to win friends and influence people. Ah. There was a time where um I read this book mm. and I haven't finished it yet. The bits I did read from it, it gave me a lot of insight on how to deal with people because there was times in, there was a time in life where I always used to be like angry and annoyed. And I'm, I'm actually the opposite from that now. Right. And it's because I used to take everything so literal and, um, now I don't, and now I know how to deal with people because sometimes people can't be the way I was then, mm. but I still need to deal with that. And that's a skill in itself because it's, it's hard when you're being nice and someone isn't being nice to you, but you still need to be nice. <laughs> but this book really, really helps. It really, really helps somebody. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, mm. I would say, read that book because you need to network and you need to get yourself out there. And You're going to bump heads with people, but you still need to, you know, you still need to maintain and, and keep professional. So for any people that struggle and they're struggling with, you know, not knowing how to deal with certain situations, I would say read this book and I'm sure you'll gain more friends and more business partners with this book. That's crazy. (laughs) What What's the book called? How to win friends and influence people.
0: How to win friends and influence people. Do you know who the author is?
1: Del Kanegi yeah
0: that's it Del Kanegi that's crazy I I was going to say because I'll I'll find it and and link it up and get the tribe to check it out that's for sure Yes, for sure for sure now Cynthia I had no doubt but I didn't even know what you were worried about because you have (laughs) actually conquered the lion's den my sister
1: (laughs) oh thank god (laughs) I'm telling you
0: (laughs) that is awesome (laughs) with tango I'm telling you oh that's awesome like I said I'm I'm having fun doing this thanks for jumping on and chopping it up with me Uh, we're starting to sort of wind it down now so I asked the last question on the show um, but it's a deep one and the question is if you had 24 hours to live just now Cynthia, what would you do?
1: what I would do Mm -hmm. I would this is probably a cliche answer like I would definitely spend time with my loved ones because that's very important with for me but w- how I'll do it I'll make it into a big party because I like to dance so I'll be playing all the best the finest afrobeats mm-hmm. the finest <laughs> we <who> all <will> dance <laughs> nice until we're tired with some good nigerian jollof on the side and some good stout and you know all these other drinks nigerian fanta really enjoy ourselves they want the
0: a bottle that's
1: how <laughs> yes the one in the bottle yeah yeah i think that's how i would do it that's fantastic that's That's
0: great yeah that's great so you'd spend time with family have a party music food and that's you yes that's deep
1: yeah family and friends yeah
0: that's awesome um again like i said without um risking sounding like a broken record what you're doing with the blog putting out you know your own stories out there to help people change their perceptions about their bodies embrace their look a little bit more and all of the good stuff you do across social. I salute you, my sister. We'll end the show now with you sharing a few words of wisdom and the best way that we can connect with you across digital websites and and the like. So let's start with uh, a few words of wisdom.
1: Don't be afraid to plug yourself out. Mm -hmm. If you don't plug yourself, nobody will plug you. You need to plug yourself because you are your biggest promoter. No one's going to do it for you. It starts with you, and once you've gone viral, shall I say, that's when other people will want to do it for you. But for now, you have to do it yourself. Don't be afraid to do it, and you have to believe in your own craft because if you don't believe in it, no one is going to believe in it. But I feel like people are always scared to promote themselves. You have to promote yourself. No one's going to do it for you. And then another thing that I would say is um, don't be afraid to do things by yourself and don't wait around for people because if you wait for people, you will get tired and you will never do anything. So all this networking events, like I've been going to networking events mostly by myself. Mm. Don't wait for anybody. If you put it out there to a friend and say, look, this is what's going on and they don't want to go. Don't feel discouraged. You go by yourself. You don't know who you're going to meet there. And trust me, I've done that in the past and it's worked. I, I've socialized with more people, got to know more people. And some I'm even working with some people that I met last year at a networking event. Wow. So, yeah, I feel like Those are the two things that, you know, let me share with the people that are listening hopefully <laughs> yesterday so indeed, <laughs> indeed
0: I, I think that's that's deep because also as creative sometimes we forget to actually sell ourselves we forget to sell our products so you know believe in your craft and don't be afraid to sell yourself I, I totally agree with that and and the the whole thing about you know putting yourself out there and not being afraid to go out on your own it's hard for some people but if you can actually do it like you said you've had some success with the networking events that you've been to by yourself so yes thanks for sharing that with us now how best to connect with you across social cinti
1: so the best place to find me on social media is instagram at a cup of cinti um i have a website as well where you can find all my blogs which is on www.acupofcinti.com and you can find me on youtube as well a cup of if you just type that in, you'll find all my videos. So I just made everything a copper city, so it's easy for people to find me, even nice on Twitter. Nice and easy. If you want to talk <laughs> quickly on Twitter, uh, bear with me because I'm not really like that great with Twitter, but it's a copper city as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: crazy. Nice and easy. Nice yeah. and easy for everyone. I will link it up. I will link it up, Cinti, and get the tribe to check it out. Now, tribe, you've had your cop of (laughs) Sinti that's Steve that's Steve again this was such fun to do Uh, for what you do I salute you I'll let you crack on now and hopefully we'll catch up soon eh?
1: thank you thank you for having me
0: hey try another one the final one for 2018 you've been kicking it with your man Clef and the one and only Sinti now head over to socialafricanshow.com for detailed show notes. There's links to connect with Sinti. Links to all the resources we talked about, including the books. And that there, tribe, wraps it up for 2018. I just wanted to say thank you for all the support this year. Happy holidays, and I'll catch you on the other side. Peace!